0: Hey, welcome to Playing for Keeps, the show where we take a deep dive into emotional intelligence, sex, love, adult attachment theory, mental health, therapy, and everything in between that creates great relationships. Your host, DJ, is a certified life coach and emotional intelligence practitioner. She's here to be of service to all the listeners interested in love and relationship. Now, here's your host, DJ.
1: Hey everybody, this is your girl DJ with Plan for Keeps podcast and today I have G.W. Cliver. Um, He has been a rigger offshore oil wells, liner man, electrician, restaurant manager, a minister for almost 20 years for the Church of Christ and a business owner in the furniture business for over 24 years um, with a bachelor's in business and co- customer relations. Um, he has a diploma in psychology and social work and working for years as a marriage family success counselor. G.W. Cliver brings his unique style of his writing of over 50 workbooks on personal growth and development, as well as two books and one in the works called Conquering Life, From Victims to Conquerors. Currently residing in Hood River, Oregon, where he is a global speaker, consultant, and teacher. He can be reached at gwcliver at gwcliver.net. You can Also, view his website at gwcliver.net. Thank you, GW, for coming on today. How are you doing?
2: (laughs) I'm just fine. Thank you for having me, TJ. Good to see
1: Thank you. It's good to see you, too. So today, we're going to be talking about several topics. I know a few of them you listed was the 80-20 rule, um, how to handle blended families, how to deal with unfaithfulness. Um, how to start loving your spouse again. So you have a lot of experience within love and relationships. So first thing first, before we dive into that, why don't you tell the audience just more about yourself um, and what you do for um, couples as well as probably singles as well.
2: Well, um, tell me more more about me. You just read a whole mess of me. It's a whole lifetime in making <laughs> Uh probably <laughs> something that's not there. I did marry a lady from Russia and we emailed back and forth or we went through a um what do you call it a marriage and dating agency okay. and uh met each other that way and about 20 years ago.
1: Wow.
2: Yeah, 21 years ago. We've been married 20 years, but we met the year before that.
1: Wow, and now it's through a dating and
2: online kind of um, space? Yeah, this is back when the internet was new and fairly new and everything, you know. Yeah. And, and uh, I'd gone out and bought a computer specifically for this purpose.
1: Wow. Why See, I had, I,
2: been, I had been married for 16 years to a lady. And one day she comes into me and she says, you know what? I'm not in love with you. I never have been in love with you. I've been in love with that guy over there for 25 years, and I'm going to leave and go live with him.
1: Oh, so, wow.
2: so there you are. So then you have to decide, well, what am I going to do? And I looked around town, and I lived in a small town, and I said, well, the only person here mm-hmm. that I like that – is worth anything is 82 years old so i'm not gonna marry her (laughs) you know (laughs) so uh i thought well if i'm gonna look on the internet i might as well go anywhere and look anywhere and so i did and ultimately i wrote to about 40 different women and valentina my wife her letters and all was she just kind of like cream Rise to the top, and so that's why I chose her. So that's something you didn't know wow. from my little okay. bio, right?
1: Yeah. yeah, that is something. That I, yeah, that's something I definitely didn't know. So let me go back a little bit into where you spoke about yep. your wife of sixteen years wanting to leave. So besides you going online to to find somebody else, how did you cope with that? How did you move past
2: that? Well. You know, you're angry, first of all. Yeah. Uh, But we had 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 22 foster children during that time. Wow. And one of them I had adopted, or we had adopted, and he was now, at that point, uh, 18 years old. And he's special needs, and he's going to school. And when she left, well, then all of a sudden, here I was doing everything. And you couldn't leave him alone. He had to have medication. You had had to really watch him. And so I had to bring him to work with me when he wasn't in school and and, um, just a lot of issues like that. Well, I had two choices. I could be angry at her and banish her from my life forever, but it would be difficult on my son because he still had that mother. Right. Or I could be friends with her to a degree for him. Does that make sense? Yeah, that Not makes sense. Not for me, but as far as I was concerned, she could drop off the face of the earth, you know. <laughs> but for him, and so we still talk today, you know, and, and uh, uh, about him. He's he'd be 40 this year. Wow. It's good to have a, a child on an odd year like that, and then you can easily figure out how old he is. Because <laughs> he was born on the, in 1980, so it's really easy to figure out how old he is. Right. <laughs> it's 2000, okay, 2020, so hey, 40 years. Right. And I got married in 2000, so I know exactly how many years I've been married. So, yes. Hey,
1: there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you this, so from that because that's traumatic, you know what I'm saying? Did that kind of, like, um, what's the word, catapult you into wanting to learn more about, is that why you got the psychology diploma, or was that something you already had well, from your business? Well,
2: degree? you know, being in, in foster care is what started that desire about mm-hmm. psychology and and I dealt a lot with special needs kids because my son had these uh, friends and so on, and we worked at the school. I did the special needs um, uh, uh, Special Olympics, mm-hmm. and I would go, you know, work with them as a coach, or I'd be calling as an MC, you know, um, and in first place, you know, this kind of thing, so <laughs> and so, you know. And so, uh, I dealt a lot with that, and it made me, and my wife is into psychology as well. Awesome. And so we decided to take some courses together, and then I went on and finished it up. And, and uh, as a matter of fact, she and I both got our degrees at the same time on that. That's kind awesome. of cool. Yeah,
1: that <laughs> is cool. That is very cool. No, so she's a teacher. teacher. She's a teacher. Is she a special needs mm-hmm. teacher?
2: So this no, is your wife now, of, where you both? That's correct. Go Yeah, she uh, she's my wife. The other is my ex-wife. Okay. <laughs> she ain't my wife.
1: Got gotcha. you. Okay, I just wanted to make
2: sure. <laughs> but um,
1: okay.
2: But she's a teacher of uh, foreign languages. She speaks and reads and fluently uh, six languages. Wow. So wow, that is definitely. Con- so she mm-hmm. likes psychology for the for the teachers sake you know
1: teachers part yes. of it okay so yeah 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 definitely so let me ask you this so as far as um from your life what did you learn from that what, what happened to you as far as your first wife like did you learn anything that you could that you brought into your your um Your now, your marriage now, like implementing the eighty twenty rule. Were you implementing all of these things that you know now um, back then, or well, are there things? uh,
2: Well, you got two choices when you when you first um, are divorced, or the woman says, "I'm gone," and it's first thing you have to do is, is this about me? Did I do something? that has destroyed this. Okay, if it's, if it's about her, it's not about me, which it obviously was. Okay. Then, how do I handle this? That's your second thing. What do I do now? Well, I, I'm still a guy. I still want love. I, yeah. I still want to be married. Um, so, uh, I have to set about to find someone who obviously, is Going to be faithful. This this situation, I didn't even know she had that situation, so I better learn a little more about the background before I decide to get married again. again. That makes sense,
1: right? Yeah, yeah that makes so, perfect sense. That was
2: mine. Yeah. So that's so that's you, you
1: picked up and learned, got gotcha. you. So, tell us a yeah. little bit about the 80 20 rule. Like, yes, that's, that's you know, okay, like, that a lot of people have heard about that rule floating around, but the that's, for okay, the
2: okay. 80-20 rule is for, well, doesn't matter whether you're you married or not. The 80-20 rule is when you, let's just talk from my standpoint. When I, with my wife, she's going to have, give me 80% of what I want in a woman. There's no way she can give me 100%. You know what? Because she's just a human being. And what I want is more, maybe even more than I than I. And she could ever know what I want. So there's twenty percent that's going to be missing in our relationship. And I'll see it out there in that woman, and in that woman, and in that woman over there. That twenty rule, that twenty part. Now what I've got to do is turn around, focus on the 80% she has given me, and not focus on the 20% or make me wanna go get that girl over there. And what it does is then when I go and get her, guess what I'm gonna have? That 20%. I'm gonna have only 80% of what I wanted. And the 20% I'm gonna now see in my ex-wife, that's why you see so many people who are exes trying to get back together again, but they bring the same thinking to the relationship again, and they destroy it again. Got you. Here's how you do it. Does that make sense?
1: That makes sense. So,
2: here's, okay. so how do we so do it? Here's what you have to do. The best thing for you to do is to get a piece of paper, and this is what I tell, tell couples when I marry them. Get a piece of paper and write down all the things about the person you're going to marry that has really drawn you to them, really given you the butterflies and, and the excitement and all that sort of stuff. Write that down. So that when you're so mad at them, you want to strangle them, you can go back and see what it is you need to focus on instead of the things they are doing wrong That irritates you. That's in that twenty percent. Got you. So if you focus on what they have given you, you're gonna love them again and stay with them, and forget about that twenty percent. There's just no way she could be the other twenty percent. Let me give you an example.
1: Yeah, give me. Let's
2: say, okay, let's say I don't know. I'm going to pick something basic. So let's say I wanted a woman with larger hips or bigger breasts, and she has neither. (laughs) I'm just giving an example. I'm not talking about my wife.
1: Examples, no.
2: And so I'm looking at her, and instead of looking at what she has given me, I focus on what she doesn't have, then I'm always going to be dissatisfied with her. Now let's put that in another context. If a woman okay. is focusing on their man and he won't talk to her, and so he she just sits and says, Well, he won't talk to me, and she just gets mad about that. Instead of what she came to him for, what impressed her was how stoic he was, and how he didn't get angry, and how he didn't speak all the time like their other boyfriends, and see, she's ignoring all those qualities, That's true. and being angry because he isn't talking to her, see what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, I do. Is
2: that logical? No. Right, right, <laughs> so you could see the 80-20 rule, and there will always be 20 you find somewhere else. So you gotta make sure you don't focus on that. You focus on the eighty.
1: Focus on the eighty and not the twenty. Gotcha. Right. Okay.
2: Right. And then how is the dating when you're huh? No, go ahead. What'd you say? Okay, no, I, when you're dating you. you have to decide whether that's something you want to live with or something you can't live without. A person needs right. to make a list of the things they want in the man, for instance, your case, the man they want to marry, and things they will not tolerate. Okay? And when you have that list of things you will marry and, or do want and things you will not tolerate, then you'll find that guy. If you go out there and you have no idea, oh, this guy looks nice. Oh, let's just go try him. He's got big shoulders and a nice smile, you know. Well, yeah, he's going to have things that you're going to have to decide whether or not they're of value, and it may cost you. It is painful yeah, that's, to, that's true. to fall in love with a jerk, you know.
1: That's that's true. But I, I, beforehand, you see that that person is a jerk, so it's like. Do you, do you have people who come in that, you know, they're married and then, like you said, they fall in love with a jerk and they married a jerk? Like, what?
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: How do you work with couples like okay.
2: that? Okay, all right. Let's pretend we're talking about somebody who's married and been married. So I'm not going to recommend they leave unless the guy is physically abusing her or uh, somehow emotionally abusing her. But as a general rule, Every relationship is where it is because both people agree on it. If you're being physically abused, it's because you have uh, stayed in the relationship even after he did it. Okay. If you're verbally abused, because you stayed in a relationship after, I mean, a guy hits you. It's not because he. All of a sudden, it occurred to him, and he hit you. He's been thinking about hitting you for quite some time to get you to shut up. Wow. So he, at some point, acts upon it. It's always something you, you think on. You don't rob a bank by accident. You, you plan it out. You think on it. Okay, same way with this. Uh, if we're talking and you're, you're my wife and we're sitting here talking and I start thinking, I wish she'd shut that mouth. I get so sick and tired. I can't stand her voice. You know, you're focusing wow. on all of that. You're still saying, This is the focus yes. stuff we talked about a while ago with the 80 20 rule.
1: Wow.
2: Now, um, a woman sets the tone in the house she's the one who's going to decide whether or not the home is a place for him to come and find peace and solace and you say wait wait a minute wait a minute what if he's a bad guy that's true she should leave period yeah don't continue to Reinforce the bad behavior. Okay? Now, that's why dating is so important. When you date someone, put them in the situation to be squeezed so you find out what's inside. <laughs> take, if you want to know if they're good with kids, take them to some place where there's a bunch of rotten kids and watch how they act. If they blow up, then they're not good at it. Yeah, <laughs> pretty simple. Let me, ask, <laughs> let me ask
1: you this so you know, a lot of women, like, um, a lot of women that especially that I know, so they, they get with a guy who he has some good traits, but then he then sometimes mm-hmm. his bad traits really mm-hmm. outweigh the good. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe he's a cheater, so that's mm-hmm. emotional, or maybe he. You know, they get into an they get into an argument, and then he probably you know puts his hands on mm-hmm. her for that brief second without thinking. But then they want to continue to give this man a Not chance because thinking. they continue to think on the good qualities. What what advice or what would you tell a woman who wants to just lean on the guy's okay. good qualities and?
2: All right, you can you can if you're married to a guy or and you can train them, and you can train them very easily with praise not with nagging nagging doesn't get anything uh, nagging destroys okay so in other words and it makes the other person angry mm-hmm. however yeah. with praise you can change them completely oh well, yeah you know, I was you today you did this and I, I was so proud to be your woman you know Yes,
1: Stuff
2: like, like that. wow, I didn't realize that, but, you know. I okay, that's gonna make him want to do that more than the other. Okay, so if you're married already, you're already in that situation, then that's how you do it. Um, do you know how you get an elephant to go the, the direction you want? Isn't All that- you have to do is you just have to lean on it, and if you lean on it. He'll just kind of move away from that. Gentle leaning, okay? Okay. So all you have to do is praise him. This gentle leaning to go the direction that you want him to go. And he wants to be that kind of person anyway. He doesn't want to be a person where he's a jerk and everybody knows it. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So. Gotcha. Let's. So I mean it's real simple. And the best book for a woman to uh, read is by um, Phyllis Slashley, and I know that's a weird name, Slashley or something like that. But it's called "The Care and Feeding of a Husband." Hmm. And. I recommend that, of fact, I usually buy it for a woman. If a woman comes in by herself, I can't deal with the man, and I can't help her change the man. If a man mm-hmm. comes in, I can talk to him. But if she's come in by herself, I can't deal with him. But she could change who she is in a relationship. And remember, a relationship is always trained. The relationship you've had with your father, a relationship right. you have with your boss, with your next door neighbor. Right. What you put up with, what you allow, what you do for them. See, that's all train In True. a marriage, when you start off, you're going to be at odds with each other because you're going to try to do this and they're going to try to do that. And, and then finally, you figure out this way that fits. Which is has the least amount of friction, but it may not be good. See, you just let him talk bad about you. He yeah. stands over there talking to his buddies. He's, he's telling all the sexual stuff y'all been doing.
1: Yeah, that's not. Or cool.
2: right, or he says, uh, "Man, she was ragging on me," you know, or whatever. Yeah. So. Uh, that's got to stop. Well, what do you do? Do you go over there and say, uh, grab him by the ear like a little kid, you know? <laughs> <laughs> pull, him out, pull him out yeah! Well, see, that doesn't work at all. Yeah,
1: it doesn't, unfortunately. Yeah,
2: yeah so you got to figure out how to do it. And you've got to be cool about yourself, and you've got to be 100% wife, He's got to be 100% husband. There's no such thing as a 50-50 deal. You've got to be 100%. He's got to be 100%. And why would you marry somebody who isn't willing to do that?
1: That's true. A lot of people are willing to. I think it's because of the stigma of how they try to, you know, they push marriage, 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 especially on women. You know, they just want to be married or they just want to be in a relationship. So I think sometimes they just hurry up and they – get what they feel like they can get. So I think I think that's why, unfortunately. Let me ask you this. So mm. kind of to jump into like the next topic you wanted to talk about. So say if a woman does leave or a man does leave that toxic relationship and they find another one that's more healthy. Um, you say that you work with blended families. How do you yeah. work with them?
2: Well, you've got to think about the for lack of a better word to call it, the baggage that comes with that. For example, you've got a X or he has an X. How are you going to deal with this? Where in the order do they come? Because like, like with my wife, my wife ought to be, if I'm going to look at pedestals as a as a an order she ought to be on the highest pedestal and well the second highest the first highest ought to be god but the second highest pedestal and if i'm going to have an affair i'm knocking her off the one that i've had a lot of time with and putting some woman i don't even hardly know up there on that position so you see now where in there is the hierarchy of his ex Where is the hierarchy of his mother and father? What about my child's grandmother and grandfather my ex's side? Yeah. See, all this sort of stuff. So so how do I fit it in? Okay, let me ask you a question. Okay. Let's say you got married and your husband's parents are trying to run your life. Okay. And you're... Husband's mother, for sure, saying, well, you, you ought to do this. Or every time he goes to buy a car or do something, he, he's got to call his parents and discuss it with them. Maybe he even calls and discusses them with about your sex. Or,
1: sex life. That'd or be,
2: whatever.
1: That or anything.
2: So, decision.
1: That okay. would be,
2: now, yeah. <laughs> what's he supposed to do? What are you supposed to do? How do you handle his parents?
1: I would be quick to, to let him know that I'm not dating his mother. I'm not dating his parents. I'm dating him, and I'm going to need him to, to figure out things on his own. And if he can't, for me personally, that is a deal breaker, because I would want a man who can stand up, even to his parents, stand up for himself as far as
2: okay. his relationship. All right. See, there's the thing. See, then you ought to be, as a dater, looking for those issues. If the mother puts you down in some way, it's not your job to gripe at her. Right. It's your husband's job to stand for you in front of them because he's made a a contracted commitment to you. He doesn't have one with his parents. Right. Right. They had a a commitment to him because they had her. Right. But he doesn't have a commitment to them except to care for them according to God. But the contract is with you. He stood before people and made these vows. Now, if he can't stand up to his mother for you, he can't stand up for anybody.
1: Yeah, that's that's See. yeah, that's an issue. That that's definitely an issue.
2: Well oh, you better be looking at that when you're dating, right?
1: Yeah, that's very true.
2: <laughs> that's right. That's right. So he's got a child. You go to correct the child, and he steps in and says, Don't you talk to my child that way. So where's the hierarchy? Right. Is is the child closer to him than you. Well, see, chronologically, he came before you.
1: Yeah.
2: Right? But he's made a commitment, and the commitment is that you're his wife. You take the place of his mother. So you should have said, look, all those things should have been dealt with when you were dating, when you decided to marry, before you got married. But, you know, people don't talk about that stuff.
1: No, they don't. It's, it's, it's crazy how there's, there's certain things that you would think people should talk about in the dating phase. They don't. And then when they get into a marriage or even when they get deeper into their relationship, it becomes such a disconnect because conversations mm-hmm. that should have took in place.
2: Well, in you got day. questions now. Let me ask you. What's a wife? What's her responsibility? What's she supposed to do? Okay. Yeah. What's her husband? What's he supposed to do? And I bet you that if you were married, your husband has never told you what he thinks his role is. And so you've got this presupposed role, and you're surprised he doesn't fill it. Does that make sense? And you've got this idea of what a wife should be based upon your background who your mother was yeah. or, or somebody you really liked it. And you say, well, that's the kind of woman a woman ought to be. And he has no idea. Right. And he's thinking this, and you're thinking that, and he's thinking, man, what's going on?
1: So what do you advise? Do, what, <laughs> do you advise conversation beforehand? What, what do you
2: advise? Oh, my goodness, um, of course.
1: Oh, but I know. if
2: you if people come in for counseling on marriage, then they have to go through all these issues and answer all these questions. Right. For themselves, they have to do it to me. But it's for them, for their benefit. So then, wow! Oh, I didn't know that's what you wanted, old husband. I I wouldn't have signed up for this, you know, kind of thing. Yes. And yes. it's amazing. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that is amazing that these issues aren't spoken of in the beginning. But it, it's sad. Have you how ever
2: thought of it? Have you ever thought of it yourself?
1: I know me in the beginning. So I'm gonna be honest about my own personal life. I know me. One of my I'm issues. Like yeah, some people try to cover themselves <laughs> up though. They don't want to get personal. But I know me. Like an issue I, <laughs> an issue I dealt with was I I. I'm moving away from people-pleasing mode. So I would jump in relationships, and I would never speak on what I wanted. I just wanted to be a perfect partner to the other person. Never click It never clicked in my head. Like, hey, hey, Dominique, you are also looking for a perfect partner too. So I think a lot of people do that. Like they suppress what they want so they can look like this.
2: Okay, why do they do that, Dominique? I mean, TJ, why do they do that?
1: Dominique is fine. So. I think for me, because you don't want to you don't want the person to leave you. You don't want to come off too too needy or too you don't want to come off too needy or you don't want to come off as a person because who, you
2: because you want to be loved. Because you want to be Everybody loved. Everybody right.
1: does. Right.
2: However, this is a marriage. This is a true relationship. So, you're not to give of yourself in order to get love you ought to at least love yourself enough True. to not go into a relationship like that.
1: True. And that's something I had to learn the very hard way was, you yes. and I know that's something that a lot of people need to learn too, before they jump into relationships, they jump into relationships thinking that they will find that love that they need within themselves
2: first. Okay. Well, let's say you went to college and you wanted to be a, a doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, does that cost any money?
1: It costs a lot of money.
2: Yeah. And a lot of time, a lot of effort. You, I mean, it's just tremendous cost. Yeah. Every lesson has a price. And if you don't learn the lesson, you're going to pay for it again. You do. And again you do. and again. And in this case, it's not money. It's pain. Yeah. See. So.
1: That's very it's, it's very it's very true. So now let me ask you this. So based off of what I just told you personally and what I think a lot of women and even some men struggle with is kind of that self love that they go into looking for that inner relationship that they need to find within themselves. What what advice would you give to someone like that. I know that analogy you just gave was good, but what other advice would you give?
2: Okay, let me ask you a question, another question. Okay. If you wanted a prince, I mean a prince of a guy, Mm -hmm. do you think he would be interested in anything less than a princess? No, he would want a princess. Right? So the first thing you do is examine yourself and see what you need to work on. Am I uh, am I calm in these areas? Am I creative? Am I? How's my uh, language? How's I um, mean? You know, you can't expect somebody who can only use four-letter words, and we're not talking the word work. <laughs> they can only use four-letter words or certain descriptive words all the time in their uh language to be able to communicate well in things they need right isn't that logical yeah right. so why is it what do i want in a person and am i that kind of person that that person would see and want so okay. first thing you did, start working on yourself and guess what and, and let me tell you something. You really need to do this. If you're not married, now I don't know your condition, but uh, if you're wanting a mate for life, and you need to make a list of what you want in a man and a list of what you will not tolerate. Okay. Now, what you need to do is read it every morning. You get up and every night before you go to bed. There's two reasons to do that. The first one is the main reason. So you'll recognize it when it comes because packages, I mean, the, the, these things come in packages. One of the things about my wife, when I wrote to her was I had a picture of her and she was beautiful, but I didn't have the ability to smell her, to touch her, to be next to her, to feel her warmth. So all I had to get to know her by was what she said, the way we communicated, the, the words, what she's interested in, and so on. Mm-hmm. I got to know her heart without the physical being in the way. But when you're in a relationship that is physical as well, you've got to be careful because that stuff will distract you from who they really are. So with your list, you're already checking off. Yep, 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 yep. No. You know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care how good you look. No. (laughs) No. I'm not going to have a guy who cheats on me, or I'm not going to have a guy who right. raises his hand at me. I'm not going to have a guy who doesn't have a job. Right. you, know? <laughs> you got to have this list so you can know. And the second reason is, as you dwell on it, it gives uh, the right for it to come to you.
1: I like that. Okay? Yeah. Yes.
2: And that's really important because you've got to have a goal and you've got to try to reach it. And in order to have a goal, you got to know what in the world it is. And then every morning you get up and you say, today I'm going after this goal. And in the got evening you. you say, here's the goal I went after and I'm still looking. Okay. All right. Got you. So you got to do that. Now, those things that you have on your list are going to be the things that will keep you married. That's the 80-20. The 80 you need to focus on. Wow, he he did this. He's this kind of person. He's that kind of person. He's doing this for me. He goes out there and he works all day long. I knew this woman. She was, was very interesting. She came to me and she... Came in and she sat down. I had a little bitty office. She sat down the love seat and she had a her suitcase. I mean her purse and she puts it beside her, you know, with all her stuff. And she crossed her legs and she took off her shoes and she got herself totally settled. And I said, "What's up?" And she said, "You know, every day I just I weep and cry. It's just horrible." Well, she's married. She's got a son. I said, why? She says, I don't know. I just do this all the time. And so she told me when she does it and how. Well, basically, she was saying her husband makes decisions, sometimes with the money, without consulting her. And it bothers her because her mother had told her years ago no man's worthwhile no man's going to be able to give you You know you don't, can't count on a man you got to count on yourself yeah and so i got to know him and i came back there and i said do you realize was, they were black couple now i okay. tell you this only because of what i'm going to say next okay i said did you realize He goes to work and he works under a boss who hates him because he's black. And he does it every day so you can have the house you have and the cars you have and the money in the bank and all that. And you're sitting there crying because he spent $2,000 to buy his son a car without asking you first. Wow. And, you see, the perspective was she was just dwelling on herself. And what she, how dare him do things without her instead of saying, uh, that's the man I wanted was a self-sufficient, strong man. Mm. And now I'm griping about it.
1: It's, it's, it's interesting you bring that up because I know within our culture, that's kind of what a black woman is, is taught you don't need a man you can right. you can you can be sufficient yourself and it's
2: it's it's due to but deeper the bride when so many are gone yeah yeah. yeah and so what you want to do is help that man stay and right. it's not all about sex it's about here's what a man needs i'm going to tell you this just so mm-hmm. you know all right A man needs to be able to go out and fight the world and turn around and look behind him. And there's his wife saying, thank you for doing that for me. That's all he wants. To know he's doing it for a reason. This man went out and listened to his stupid boss and stayed with it. Because he loved her and wanted to make sure she was happy and her son and their son was happy and all that sort of stuff.
1: Yeah. Wow. I mean, how many
2: guys do that? See,
1: it's not a lot, you know, um, (laughs) there's not a lot. And it's crazy that like you were just saying, you know, sometimes women get what they want, but then they self-sabotage in their own ways because they're like, you kind of what you said, it's, it's
2: deeper than the, I think. they. Well, English I, form I bet they don't get what they want. They get what they settle for. That's true. And, and the reality is, if you're not going to get what you want, why not? There's somebody out there like that somewhere. And you've got the world open to you with the internet. Right. Honestly. I mean, but why would you date some, Guy, I was going to call him a, a fool, and I thought no. I was going to call him an idiot, and I thought no. I'll just call him a guy. As <laughs> I was going through my mind, why would you date some guy that doesn't have a a, um, a job, doesn't even have a car, yeah. and you're picking him up all the time, and. You're the one paying at the meals or paying to get gas or whatever. He don't even open the door and you expect him to love you? What are you talking about? Yeah, it's that it's that, it's
1: that self-love that people need to understand that they need before they go looking for it outward. The, the work starts inner and a lot of people don't understand that. They think they they look for it outer, outly, outwardly. I can't
2: That's talk. why they go for the people who make them feel like they're loved. And even though they're pathetic people, I'm right. the one that they go for. Yeah. Because they haven't really and truly built themselves to be something of value.
1: Right. So let me ask you this. So do, right. you, do you agree with my thoughts of when, like I said, that person needs to find self-love? So that outer brokenness from that person who's kind of like, I'm not calling them pathetic, but that well, person who doesn't. Do you think that that inner brokenness that that person has that doesn't have the self-love and is willing to do everything, that it attracts those people that, that are broken, but it, it just shows outwardly, like there's no job? Okay. And then
2: Okay, you're only going to attract what you want. You take a girl who is not on the prowl. And she can walk through a bunch of men and they know it. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Okay. She can be fine looking. She can be, she can be every bit of a woman, Mm -hmm. but she knows, I mean, they know she is not looking for them. Take the same person and they're unsure of themselves and they walk through and they're like vultures jumping on her. Wow. So the first thing you have to do is decide who you're going to be. And there's so many courses out there, even on YouTube for free. Yeah, for free. To help you be this kind of person. If you're serious and you're going to get written paper and you're going to work on it. (laughs) Yeah. you could be something that attracts a man. Who is a real man. I mean, I don't mean he, he walks around beating other men up, you know, yeah. uh, can't put his arms down. I'm talking about, I'm talking about a man who knows who he is, mm-hmm. knows what he wants, has already accomplished things, you know, has a job, bought a car, has an yeah. apartment. So when he goes out, he pays. You know, that kind of thing. Right. He's accomplished. He he knows he's going to make a living, so he's not afraid to pay. See? Right. You can afford yeah. to, to throw money away if you know you're going to make more. Right. Okay. All right. And, uh, and any time you date someone, it ought to be with the purpose of marriage. Because you can fall in love with anybody. That's true. Even an idiot. All you got to do is spend time with them. That's why so many secretaries fall in love with bosses. And (laughs) even though they're worthless people. Wow. So here's what you do. Set your goals. Write down what you want. Write down what you will not tolerate. Go over them every day. Work on yourself. Can you imagine that woman finding an idiot to live with? No, no,
1: because she no knows what? what she wants. Yeah, <laughs> right. right. She's not kind of just blindly going into That's it, right. thinking of like the Hollywood movies and, and whatever and, else they been fed to us to think.
2: Let's say, let's say you're the kind of person who I'm just going to give an example. Is that okay. about you, DJ? No, you're good. <laughs> I just say. <laughs> and you go to bars looking for a guy mm-hmm. and you go to a bar, you get a guy and you're, and then you're really frustrated that they drink. <laughs> Wait a minute. Where did you meet them? <laughs> so, right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you, you go to a movie theater and you enjoy the movie out with some, with people, And you want a guy who's only going to watch them at home? This doesn't make sense. See what I'm saying? So now, if you're working on yourself and you're becoming something different, something greater, you're going to be moving in circles where the greater men are. You may not be able to see them now, but you're not in that place. Got you. You want to. A guy who goes to a movie theater. You're not going to find him renting the at the red box and going home and eating popcorn by itself, right? Pretty simple, right? I mean, as simple as pie.
1: <laughs> Got you. Okay, that's good advice to to let the listeners know as well, because I know we do tend to make it more complicated than what it needs to be, you know. So no, well, that's, that's, that's pretty good. Advice. Let's
2: take let's take you're wanting to be a doctor, and the mm-hmm. first thing that happens is, let's say your end product is to be a doctor, you get your, what's it called, the college book, you know, that comes, a handbook that comes out, and you look, and it says, you got to take this course, this course, this course, this course, this course, and then the next semester, you got to take this one, this one, this one, this. and it has it all outlined until the end product is be a doctor, right? Right. We don't realize that there is a process to having a happy married life. And look, marriage is where it's at. Did you know married people are always richer than single people? Mm-hmm. Married people are always calmer than single people. Mm-hmm. Married people are better off emotionally with this cut con- because you have this attachment. When you're married and you have a sorrow, your sorrow is halved because you have another person with you. And when you have a joy, your joy is doubled because you have somebody with you. with you. So marriage is far better than being single. Now, why not go to the, to the book and open up and say, what do I got to do? Bye, 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 <laughs> bye. And get, you know, So make sure you got a good guy. Yep. Uh, Make sure that there's someone worth um, giving yourself to. All you have is you. You don't have anything else. Right. I mean, you may have money in the bank, but all you have is you. And make sure that that person truly wants you. It's going to take time to date them to now. Because love is not a feeling. Love is an action.
1: And that's something people get confused with too. That, you know what I'm saying? Love is love is definitely an action, not just the feeling.
2: Love so. means I'm going to be, I'm for you no matter what it costs me.
1: That sacrifice. Okay? Yeah. So
2: make sure there's someone worth sacrificing for. Make sure there's someone you can give yourself up. To and make sure you're something of value, so that they will be careful with you. You're not a doormat, right? Yeah, you're a value. You made yourself valuable. Does that make sense?
1: That makes perfect sense. No, that yeah. makes that makes a lot of sense. Everything you're saying makes a lot of sense. It's just it's the full journey of of getting there, though. That, like I said, just learning to to. For some people, not everybody, but I know for me personally, like learning self love. And once you have self love, okay. you're not just.
2: Okay, out but there. you keep saying self love like it is a magical uh, uh, um, it's, thing. It's, All it is, mm-hmm. is caring about you that you're not hurt and that the person you're going to live with has someone who is worthy enough not to hurt them.
1: Right, which oh. is, that's the that's the general idea. I think why I keep talking about self-love is because I know that depending on just where you came from, how you grew up, it's, you know, the idea is there. It's a general yeah. idea, but sometimes it's harder for you
2: to... But you've got to, to, get to get define to it. You've got to define it. Right. Otherwise, it's an unknown.
1: That's true. You do have okay. to learn how to define it. That is very true.
2: Everything. Everything you do. You know, like kids today, they think the teacher, the one who just gives out grades, they don't have to earn the grades right. by doing the work. See? So they blame the teacher when they fail. Right. Unfortunately,
1: <laughs> it hits the end. <laughs>
2: <Gotcha>. <laughs> okay, yeah, I define it. What does it mean to be a student? What does it mean to be a teacher? What does it mean to be a lover? What does it mean to be husband or wife? What does it mean to be a mother? Yeah. It's foreign stuff. Yeah. And if you're going to have a child, a child's supposed to mind. And that's why God gives them to you in little bitty packages. If they give you a full-grown 16-year-old, you'd be in trouble. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't teach him nothing. You can't right. beat it in with a hammer. <laughs> And they are gonna listen,
1: right? That's that's that's
2: well. So you better train them when they're little. <laughs> that's right.
1: Oh wow, gotcha. <laughs> now let me ask you one more question. I wanted to dive into one more thing. So, okay. um, just kind of going a little bit off of kind of, kind of a little bit off topic. We touched on it a little bit. So <laughs> when you're in a relationship and you're dealing with um unfaithfulness, um, how how would one deal with that if they wanted to stay in the relationship with this person.
2: Okay. Um, Any behavior, any misbehavior that is rewarded will be continued. Okay? Okay. So, if someone's unfaithful and you stay in the exact same relationship, then it is reward for them to do it again. So things have to change. Trust has to be earned. When you first married, you give them your trust because of who you saw, who they were. Yeah. If they destroy that, now they have to win it back. They have to win you over again. How does a guy win someone? It impresses her somehow. Yeah. I was watching a Western one time. I like Westerns. And this was called The Big Country. Gregory Peck and some other people.
1: Okay.
2: And this one woman says, oh, I'm so mad at him. He's not the man I thought he was. Ah, uh, you know. And she said, how many times does he have to win you? She said, she should have. Said he's mine, that's it. Yeah. Because he was a good guy. Okay. He didn't do anything wrong. But he wasn't her father, and that's who she wanted. Oh. So she hadn't defined it, and she hadn't told him who she wanted. And her father's pretty mean, cruel, pushy, and that's what she thought was cool.
1: Yeah, that's that's the environment that she's used to. So that's what I mean by that right. self-love when you when you're so used to toxicity and then when somebody shows you different, it's unfamiliar, it's formed, so you shy away from it because you don't know you kind of in a way it's like you know better because you know common sense wise that this is a good thing, but you're so unfamiliar with it subconsciously you move away from it. I know that's right. something that's I the point
2: with. of the list. Yeah. That's the point of the list. And the list is going to help you know who you need to be to attract a man like that. Got you. Okay. Very important. Don't yes. skip that step. And you've got to read it often so you can recognize that fellow when he comes along. Right. After my ex-wife left and I'm looking for a woman, I was Praying to God about this, too. Okay. And I said, bring me a wife. Help me find a wife. I mean, a real woman who's for me, that I can trust, you know. And so somebody would say, oh, hey, you know, I go to church or whatever. Hey, uh, GW, I'd like for you to meet my daughter. I go around the corner. Is this the one? Is this the one? (laughs) And I meet them and and know almost instantly they don't fit the bill wow. of what I have set up. Now, if I set this up and this is what I want, and I settle, I'm selling me out.
1: Right. Right. That's so that's why the list is this that's is there self love.
2: It. That's the self love. Right. Love yourself enough to work on yourself. And to expect the right man I like that. to settle for a package that looks good. But when you open it up, it's full of nothing. But nothing. Dirt, <laughs> and dirt and, you know, whatever.
1: Uh, you Okay. Well, let me ask this. Could you go over your okay. social? Go ahead.
2: Right, so I was going to address that point about staying with someone. Okay. Now, you've, they've got to change, and they've got to earn your trust back, and then you can go back into the relationship. They've got to understand. They need to know why they did what they did, how to focus their eyes. I mean, if, if you're driving down the road with, with a guy, and he's driving, and he goes, man, you see that girl, and to himself. He didn't say it to you, but he or you see him with a bunch of guys, and here goes a girl by, and they all break their necks, you know, looking at her. <laughs> you know, good, well, he's not going to stay faithful to you. Why choose him? True. So yeah. what does he have to do? He has to focus himself on you. If the guy's unwilling to do that, he's going to cheat again. Okay? No surprise. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Okay.
1: So let me let me ask you this. So you have a lot of social media pages. Like if anybody wanted to find you, where could they find you?
2: Well, I'm on Gerald Cliver. That's my well, what do I call it? My family social, you know, people I know. Somebody I got a business Facebook page, which is GW Cliver. And I've got right. GW Cliver on Twitter, which I'm not very good at, so there ain't much on there. <laughs> Occasionally I take a picture. And then post it, you know, uh, something. and everybody goes, uh, yeah, who cares? <laughs> but um, <laughs> it's on Twitter, you know. Okay. Uh, so, so anyway, they want to, and they can go look at my um, my web page, which is net. I do speaking, and so they can go there if they want to look and see what I talk about. But what I teach is – I teach people how to break out of the prison that is in their mind to be able to be free, to succeed in anything they dare to dream. Wow. The people can't break out of a prison they don't know they're in. That's true. And, and who you are, and you keep butting your head against the wall, you don't realize you're in a prison you have made for yourself. And so I help people understand that. Wow. Does that make sense?
1: No, that makes a lot of sense. And that's that's great work. That is great work. Okay. Well, that's all we have for today. I want to thank you for coming on. It was such Despair. a pleasure. It was a pleasure to hear Anytime. your thoughts. Yes, it was such a pleasure to hear your thoughts on relationships and romance and love. And um, I got some great, great feedback.
2: And don't you. you deserve it? Yes, Don't you deserve true love? Yes.
1: Yes, we all do. We all do. So no, your, your tips and the advice that you gave was great. So no, thank you for coming on and I'm hoping we can continue doing this maybe on another topic or another conversation.
0: Thank you for tuning in to today's show. If you like this podcast, please download and subscribe. If there's anything you would like to talk about in regards to relationships or would like to be a guest on the show to speak on relationships or get advice, you can always connect via social media at playing for keeps or email DJ at info at P the number four K Thank you for tuning in and bye for now.